Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, Welcome to episode 21 of season 11. This is an extra special episode, number 397 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. It's like we have ESPN or something. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin'thatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centerizedbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, uh, don't forget to check out our uh, t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the latest and greatest blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Thursday, February 9th. Uh, we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host for the extra special big show tonight is the one and only Jeff Lander. Bill Day is crying in a corner with a bottle of whiskey right now. <laughs> yes, he is. The uh, <laughs> the agenda for tonight includes this discussion about the Vladimir Tarasenko trade to the New York Rangers. That's it. That's the show. A much shorter special edition tonight with that one topic. I feel like you know we started very close to on time. And I feel like uh, we're the parents coming home early from vacation and the kids are uh, like not ready for us. <laughs> yeah, that's very possible. Like um, uh, there's a That 70s Show that I'm thinking of episode where that happens. Uh, did you ever watch that show? I did. I did. So there's an episode where Eric, um, I think he gets the Vista Cruiser and he gets to take a girl out and he gets it wrecked. No, he gets the Corvette. That's what it is. Um, and, uh, and so he takes it out and Hyde finds out like while he's out that they're going to come home early as parents. And then he, he gets it back and he brings it into the garage. He's like, Oh, I'll clean it tomorrow. Cause they're not going to be home tonight. Yeah. And then as Hyde's leaving his room, he goes, by the way, your parents are going to be here in 40 minutes. And, uh, and he's like, no, and he's like, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. They're going to be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's a great episode. Speaking of Hyde, he, he turned into a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, yes. He went the way oh. of the Trico. Yeah, he did. Oh. <laughs> yes, Matt MLO12 says Red left a hair on the ignition. Yeah, that was his okay. uh, his way of knowing if the Corvette was to be touched. And uh, and That's so funny. he and so Eric knew that, and he even did that. I remember at the end of the episode, of course, we're sitting here talking about, we should be talking about Tarasenko, and I'm talking about that 70s show. Yeah, but right. he... He's like, hey, you've earned it. I'm going to let you drive the Corvette. They get in the car and the radio's blasting. And that was the way that Red knew that that uh, Eric had taken the Corvette out. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, like I said, special edition of the show. Jeff and I decided uh, we had some time, so we were going to do a show. Um, we don't normally – we said we were going to get right into it, which we yeah. have not. But I no. want to add real quick that I do, since I didn't get to do my beer of the episode last night, since I was okay. not here, right. I decided to have one tonight. Voodoo Ranger. It is an Imperial IPA. As everyone who listens to the show knows, I hate IPAs. 
Well, come on, Voodoo Ranger. Here's a but tribute, a, Mr. A Ranger. A Ranger reference. Yep. You gotta love it. And uh, you know, I'll do mine too. I'm doing a chocolate peanut butter porter. There was no theme. It's just I like this beer. From from uh, literally was it Schnooks trying to find a good like okay I gotta have a theme I'm gonna find one and yeah. that was the only thing I found I'm like I am not buying a 12 pack of this crap sorry IPA <laughs> drinkers so I nothing. did their little mix and match and luckily they had one of the Voodoo Rangers in there so I was like was all nothing, right I can do that there's nothing with New York on it or anything like that no no I tried I even tried to find like a New York beer they didn't have anything uh, I don't think New York's known for their beers are they no they are not hmm. no. It's a big city. Mm. Give me some good breweries there somewhere. It's got to be. Well, well, I guess Vladdy will be able to find out for us. Yes. Hey, and speaking of which, the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko was announced earlier this, this afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday. I said it's not Wednesday. I'm used to doing a show on Wednesday. It's Thursday, Wednesday. <laughs> February 9th, that Doug Armstrong had finally traded Vladimir Tarasenko after a couple of years of speculation about uh, being traded due to Tarasenko's request to be traded. Um, Tarasenko was traded to the New York Rangers along with Nico Mikola for uh, a few things, a conditional 2023 first-round pick. Uh, the Rangers have two first-round picks this year. One hey, hang, on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, real quick, let's just say what the trade was. A conditional yeah. 2023 first, conditional 2024 fourth, Sammy Blay and prospect Hunter Skinner. Now let's lose- get in. And the Blues retain 50% of Tarasenko's salary. Yes, correct. Which is a big part of it. Uh, so, yeah. So, the Rangers have two first-round picks this year. One from Dallas and one of their own. The Blues will get whichever one is lower at the end of the season uh, when the playoffs are done. So, if it's if it's the Dallas pick, that pick is actually a conditional conditional pick. Because <laughs> if that pick ends up being a top-10 pick, then that pick gets moved to 2024. So, that's not going to happen. But No. Technically, it could. Um, this is this is just semantics for the Rangers to protect themselves. That's what this is. Happen in a goofy way uh, for that pick to uh, happen. So, uh, yeah, that it, will not happen. Do not worry, Blues fans. No, That's no, not going to happen. We're getting a first round pick um, this season, um, and the conditional 2024 fourth round pick turns into a third round pick if the Rangers make the playoffs. So it will be a third round pick. So uh, it's okay. The wording on that one was weird. When I saw um, this and I thought conditional fourth. Okay. So something happens and it turns into a fifth. Why is it a conditional fourth? Shouldn't it have been stated as a conditional third? Because no, to it's, me, it's, a four, it, it's more likely that the Rangers make the playoffs. I, so it's to me, well, it would be a conditional third. If they don't make it, then it becomes a fourth. Does it really matter? It's just it's just weird wording to me. I feel I like I, it should I go agree. A more likely scenario. I agree. I agree. I'm not sure why it was worded that way. I didn't think about it when I when I read it. Well, and and like and to the uneducated fan, I will say I did have somebody on my Facebook feed that said something about, oh great, it's a conditional fourth. That means something's going to happen to make it a fifth or a sixth. And I literally had to jump on there and be like, well, actually it's more likely it's a third pick, third round pick. And so it's just, it was weird to me. Like to me, go with the more likely scenario. It's a a conditional third. That's a, that's a good, I don't know why they did that way. That's, that's interesting. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Um, The condition was likely put in place at least partly due to the blues uh, retaining half of Tara single salary. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that, Probably came into play for that. Uh, Sammy Blay, everyone, all Blues fans know who he is. Uh, played in total of 54 games with the Rangers. Didn't score a goal for them. Uh, only had nine assists, too. No slap shots the whole time. No, he was no, in, uh, no, no slap shot breakaways. No, no. <laughs> well, I don't think they played Ben Bishop, so. No, no, they did not. <laughs> uh, you know, granted, he's more of a third-line banger, right? But uh, he has some hands. He can he can score. Uh he has 119 hits this season in 40 games, uh, would, which would be good right now for second on the Blues behind Achari. So he does, you know, Blues fans know he brings a physical play to the table and something the Blues are lacking this season. And so, I'll add that I think that is part of the reason we're seeing a little bit of an issue here with the Blues the last even two seasons. Um, 
Baruby, you know, I think he's adapted pretty well to having a very high-scoring team. Granted, the defense is shit. But um, I do think that four-check that he had in 2019 was really a Baruby calling card. And the Blues have gotten away from that for the past couple of years. And and listen, I'm not sitting here telling you that Sammy Blay is going to change the course of this team and they're going to go on to win a cup without Tarasenko. But I do think that's something that Baruby kind of probably perked up about and was like, oh, well, I've got a guy that can actually hit on my fourth line now. And yeah. I think that makes him a very valuable asset to this team for the rest of the year if they do think they might still have playoff hopes, which well, Baruby seems to think they do. Well, I mean, I think you have to say that um, right. up until you I agree. technically don't. But, you know, and Blay, I like Blay as a bottom six guy. I really do. Um, and and our bottom six has been a mess, especially lately um, with yes. the injuries we've had and stuff. Um, so, I mean, he's going to play. He's, I mean, he's, he's an easy top uh, bottom six guy on this team. And uh, uh, I've seen some of the bottom six, you know, <laughs> lineups uh, going out the, the past uh, couple weeks. And I'm like, oof, oof, woof. Yeah, you know, it's been rough. Not good. Yeah. So Blay will and, help. And I part mean, of that's on the, part of that's the, injuries he, to your top six. Right. No, I get it. And you're moving guys around. You're you're calling guys up. I get it. But but uh, but no, Blay is. I th- I think Blay. I like Blay. I, I like him as a bottom six guy. He's not gonna, you know, you know, he's not gonna be the difference maker in winning you a cup. Uh, but I mean, I he makes the bottom six better. So yeah. You know. And what I like too is you you think back to when Sammy Blay was first coming up. Did anyone sit here and say like, oh, this guy is going to be a great goal scorer for this team. This guy's going to put 15 pucks in the net a season. No, everybody said, man, that guy can really forecheck. He's he's a guy that can throw the body around. He's not afraid to drop the mitts. Um, just a good guy to have in your lineup, even as a 13th forward. Now, obviously, he's had injuries. Uh, even with the Blues, he was having injury problems. But. I'm not looking at him and saying, oh, this guy has zero goals since he left the Blues. What a loser. I'm looking at it as he's got 119 hits. That's, yeah. like you said, second it, it, on the Blues right now. Like, yeah, that's a big part of his game, and that's something the Blues do not have right now outside of Barbashev and Achari. Yeah. Well, we, we've, we've said all season uh, this team has lacked team toughness, right? And, and that's, you know, and Blay has fought before. I mean, he's... He's a guy that uh, he's a banger. I mean, he's going to bang. He's going to, the fans like him. Um, I, I read Wyshynski's article and I think he was mocking Blay and Blues fans for that. You know, uh, he kind of mentioned, you know, oh, Blues fans will cheer when he hits somebody, you know, and he was downplaying Blay, which I, I mean, again, Blay's not, he's not a top six guy. So he's not going to blow the skirt up of anybody, any journalist. And I don't think that, he'll be so. here next year. He's, I maybe, maybe you get uh, him on a, on a very low deal. I don't think he's back next well, year. It, well, if they, I don't know, if they move Barbashev and maybe they're thinking, well, he could, you know, we got to have, it depends. He's, he's going to be cheap either way. Mm-hmm. What's he make this season? I don't even know. I honestly have no idea, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, I think uh, this is a, this was a, the biggest part of, of Blake coming to St. Louis was a salary dump um, for them. It was, we've got to make this work under the cap. They're right up against the cap like the blues were. They had to have Tarasenko retain. They had to retain Tarasenko's <clears throat> salary, and a forward had to come the other way. And it might be a a, he, a number of contract situations too. I don't know how many contracts the Rangers have, but there's a certain max that you're allowed to have uh, each team between the NHL and AHL roster. It might be a situation where we just picked up two guys. We got to move two guys, so they moved Skinner and they moved Blay, and the Blues fans. And again. Armstrong's familiar with Blay. He likes bringing back guys he knows, and he knows Baruby like Blay. So I think it was just a situation of, yeah, we'll take Sammy Blay. We're happy with him the rest of the season. Uh, he makes one point five million. Austin yeah. says one point oh, yeah. five two five. I see one point five. Where's the extra twenty five grand, Austin? Austin's that. pocket. He's his oh wait, agent. wait 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 wait. Yeah. Wait a second. No, he's not even on this. There it is. He's right. I was looking at the last season. One point five two five. He got a twenty five thousand dollar raise this year. <laughs> um, just the one year. Well, anyway, I, it's just the one year contract was, he signed in New York. And I got a friend who um, was very upset that Sammy Blay was coming back the other way. He he and he's a, a very intelligent Blues fan. I think he was letting his emotions get the best of him. I think he even admitted that later. Um, 
he said, watch, he's going to sign him. Armstrong's going to sign Blay to a four-year deal with a no-trade clause. And I just laughed, and I'm like, you're messing around, right? Like, and he's like, uh, case in point, Marco Scandella. And he, like, oh, sent me on. his contract info. And I'm like, that's a, that is not even in the same conversation. He uh, acquired, you, Doug yeah. Armstrong got Marco Scandella to acquire Marco Scandella. He didn't acquire, he didn't trade Tarasenko to get Sammy yeah. Blay back. Marco That's Scandella not what this is. Marco Scandella was a was acquired to replace Bowmeister. Right. And you know, Blay is not here to replace anybody. He's here as a as a addition on a trade. Right. Exactly. So I, this, I mean this is not and, and and I think again, I think he even admitted later, like, yeah, okay, you're right. Like <laughs> being a little emotional. So anybody who thought that that this is a oh blues really wanted Sammy Blay. I don't think there was any of that here. I think it was literally we wanted we need to send you somebody back to make the salary work or to make the contract structure yeah. work. And okay, we'll take Sammy Blay. Oh yeah, okay. That's perfect. Yeah, we're familiar well, with that. We'll take you it. know, and, and the Rangers weren't happy with Blay. They he didn't work there. For whatever reason, you know, he wasn't he he was hurt. I mean, he's hurt a long time. He got he had that nasty injury last season. Mm-hmm. Um so also, prospect Hunter Skinner, uh, defensive prospect, uh, drafted 112th overall by the Rangers in 2019. Uh, he is not one of the Rangers' top three prospects, really only projected to be, at best, a third-pairing defenseman in the NHL. Uh, so he looks to be mostly maybe an AHL guy, but he's only 21, so maybe we'll get lucky here and he'll blossom into something more than uh, people are expecting. But, yeah, uh, for a fourth round pick, uh, as you said, one twelve overall. Um, I again, I'm not. I'm, this isn't blowing my skirt up. Um, no, I, and we'll talk about the trade here overall in a second. But I don't hate this uh, because you got to figure for one thing. You you said mostly an AHL guy, right? Tyler Tucker was called up today, and it seems like unless he just falters, he's got to be here the rest of the year. So you got to find a way to replace. Uh, Tucker there in the AHL. And I think that's exactly what they're doing here. Uh, Doug Gibson, as Kurt just yeah. pulled up here. Yeah. How do you guys feel about Tucker taking over for, for Miko? I love it. I, I, I've, I've been a Tyler Tucker fanboy for about two years now. I love the, the drive that he's had to get to professional hockey. And um, I, I, I want to see more of him this year. So I'm all for it. I I only okay. I want to see more of him only because I want to I want him to play more to see what he can do. I would not play him over Rosen. No, myself. No, no. But here's that's the thing. So when Scandella comes back, which is fair, he'll be back before the season's over. And uh, Rosen, Tucker is a seventh defenseman next season. Um, mm-hmm. So Andy Strickland was saying that uh, you know uh, Tucker is going to be on this roster next season. And I, I asked back, I was like, you sure about that? I mean, aside from a seventh defenseman up in the, up in the box, unless there's an injury, I don't see him playing um, unless he is just letting Rosen, you know, if Rosen's struggling to sub for him in, I don't see him playing regularly over anybody um, uh, of the four no trade clause contracts we have on defense or um, Rosen or Scandella or Bertuzzo. So, you know, I, I he's going to be in the box. I th- I think I I'd love to get a good look at him this season uh, because you know the season's uh, a wash now. Get a look at him, see what he can do. Maybe he's going to play better than I thought. I like Tucker, but I don't like him over the six that we have that are penciled on above him. No, I agree, and um and yeah, I I think this is and Matt Harris said it here. Armstrong came out saying Skinner was taking. Tucker's spot cut and dry and I think you're right especially through the end of the season we'll see what they do over the summer but the rest of this year and I hate to compare this team to the to the cup team 2019 but for those that might remember it was kind of a revolving door between Gunnarsson Bortuzzo and Edmondson as that like sixth defenseman throughout the year they were kind of swapping the three of them out if there was a loss they'd bring in the other guy and sit the other guy I kind of see that with kind of Tucker and Rosen and maybe even Bortuzzo that, you know, Hey, they just got their asses kicked. Let's make a defensive change. So I, I think you'll see him kind of roll in and out of the lineup. He's like you said, I think he's more a seventh guy, but he's a tough, I love it. He's a tough, I, he deserves the chance to play. He's a tough player too. And he will fight. 
I think, you know, you might want to, you might, if they have a really physical game going coming up against a team and he's been playing well enough, I think you could see him dress in a game like that, you know, just yeah. a matchup situation. Maybe if they need a, a big body back there. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, he doesn't excite me, but I want to see more of him because I, I don't know how many games he's played. He hasn't played too many for the blues. Um, so I want to see him play some more. Um, the last part of this trade, uh, Blues retained 50% of Tarasenko's salary. Had to. This, this this is the part, and I said this on Twitter, for those of you that follow me, that really bothered me that people were so upset about this. And, and they had listen, to. Again, had vocal, to. vocal minority, right? Like, we have to, to call that out first. I, I think most people didn't give a shit about this, as you shouldn't, because when you have a hard cap, you have to every team that's that's in a playoff run, except for maybe a few teams like Carolina, they don't have cap space. So if a team is selling, which the Blues are, let's just admit it. I think that's part of the problem. I think some fans don't want to admit that this team is selling. Um, you have to retain salary because the Rangers are like, we literally cannot take on Tarasenko and Mikola if we have to take on their salaries. And I saw some people in the trade first was coming out. Tarasenko traded. Oh, to make the salary work, the Blues may, may be getting Jacob Truba. And I'm like, no, the I mean, Blues are going to be retaining salary. Like, that's just how it works. And people were so up in arms about this. Like, oh, well, the biggest kicker for me is the Blues retain salary on this. I don't think the Blues get a first round pick if they don't retain salary. They had to retain salary. Uh, the Rangers didn't have the cap space to take on that. We talked on the show last night, Bill and I did. There are only five teams in the NHL that have $5 million in cap space, and two of them are in the Central. So yep. I, there's not – teams are up against it. They can't just take on Tarasenko and give away a play. You know, they can't – that's that's a that's – a, the, the Tarasenko makes seven and a half. Blay makes one and a half. They got $6 million to, to screw with there. You so want you to talk it. about about salary for salary? It was Blay for um, uh, Mikola, is what it was. Tarasenko, that's just taking on seven and a half or seven million dollars. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. they couldn't do it. It was impossible. P- people don't. I I saw so many comments you know, on social media of people that just did not understand the situation. They 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 they. they don't understand the cap. They don't understand who's up against it. They just think, oh my gosh, we retain salary. Why? They got Tarasenko and we retain salary. That's a ripoff. You're not thinking about any of this. It's it's yeah. it's more than just this isn't 25 years ago when there was no cap. And you know, you you gotta fit guys into the system. And the blues don't need the cap space right now. They're they're not yeah. in the playoffs. They're, we're not acquiring, we're selling. So we don't it, that 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 money it, it's nothing. I mean, to this franchise, it, it doesn't hurt us to retain salary. Why does anybody give a fuck about us retaining salary? We're not buying. We don't need the cap space. Who cares? It's, we're, not yeah, that was... we're not retaining salary for three years. It's it's just the rest of this season. That's it. Yep. And that was that was my first question was I'm like, for those that are upset about the Blues retaining salary, are you directly paying that salary? If not, yeah. why the right. fuck do you care? Right. The only person that should be upset about it, if any, is is uh, Stillman. <laughs> yeah, about, wait a minute. About just... I'm, play, I'm paying a guy that's not even on the team. He's right. the only one that can say right. that. The only person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <sighs> that blew my mind. Like, and because to me, and I don't know, maybe your mind went here too, because I don't know if you saw early reports before it leaked out who the Blues got. When I saw Tarasenko to the Rangers, yeah, my first one of the first thoughts I had was, "Ah, oh, shit, Blues are going to be retaining fifty percent salary because that's the max, right? That's I think that's all you're allowed to retain." Yeah, and yeah, so. and so I'm like, I'm like, Blues are retaining salary. I'm like, okay, so they're sellers. Like that was one of the first things oh, in sure. my mind. Oh, and which I was happy with because I think they should be sellers. And yeah. so let's let, okay. Now saying that, let's get into this question, Kurt. Overall, we've talked about the pieces of the trade, Mikola going, Tarasenko going. We'll talk about Tarasenko more in a second as a blue overall in his time here. But your thoughts on the trade overall? I'm happy with the trade. I, I, I mean, is it is it a steal for us? No. Is it uh, is it a steal for the Rangers? 
no. I mean, they they definitely got uh, a piece or two to help them in their cup run. That's and if they go deep, or even if they win the cup, they're. I mean, it's a major win for them, right? And mm-hmm. Tarasenko's uh, helps them get there, and kudos to them is great. But is were we losers in the trade? And I, I don't want to sound like a Buffalo fan in the O'Reilly deal, but because uh, this is a little bit different situation, maybe. But uh, uh, I. I'm happy with the trade because I didn't, you know, we could have lost Tarasenko for nothing. He could have, he had complete control over where he wanted to go. Armstrong could have said, Hey, I got a deal uh, to send you to Colorado. I don't play there. Oh, I got a deal to send you to Edmonton. I don't play there either. And he could just say no to all these teams and the teams he wanted to go to maybe didn't want him or couldn't fit him. And they didn't want to make a trade and we'd be stuck with him and lose him for absolutely nothing. So, The first round, and and I was actually worried, even if we could trade him, that we wouldn't get a first round pick. I, you know, we'd get like a we'd get like a decent prospect and a second rounder, and uh, you know, a, a a fourth liner or something. I don't know, but um, yep. I, I was but worried like about a, not getting a that, Kevin Shattenkirk situation, right? Yeah, where you veto where like trade. the Blues could not move him. They tried for like a year, and he just kept saying, "No, I don't, I don't, I won't resign there." So he he actually didn't even have a no trade clause. He just said, I'm not going to resign there. And so, like, the Oilers right. were like, well, then we don't want him. Right. And, and that's essentially because if you want to re- if you want to uh, trade and sign a guy, you, and that's a, that's a nice little thing to have in your pocket if you're a player. It's like, I'm not going to resign there, so I'm not going to go there. And then, okay, we don't want you. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's why it was like the 11th hour when Shattenkirk <laughs> went to the, the Capitals because they were just like, okay, well, then we just need him for a cup run. And the Blues got who? Zach Sanford because of that. Like, this – this wasn't even that situation though. Like, and and that's and that was my biggest worry. You just mentioned that, and I'm pretty much saying the same thing here. Is in three weeks is the trade deadline. And I think that was a lot of people saying, well, the trade deadline is not for three weeks. You could wait out and get a better deal. First of all, you don't fucking know that. And you don't know how many offers Doug Armstrong's gotten since it- Tarasenko requested a trade. Maybe he said, I'm gonna wait until there's one that fits our system, fits what I vision for this team well and this was the first one he's like shit i gotta jump on it but well i'll I'll say this about the rangers though the rangers you know patrick kane there was rumors of if he was going to approve a trade the rangers were a spot um timo meyer was out there um kind of expensive but the rangers were interested so if armstrong waits and waits and waits and he tries to get more from the rangers or another team uh, and the Rangers say, no, we're going to, we're going to pass or we're going to, uh, Patrick Kane wants to be traded. We're going to sign, we're going to trade for him instead. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden the Rangers are off the table for Tarasenko. And maybe that, yep. that was the best offer Armstrong was going to get. Yep. And so he, he did it now. That's, that's a, a very good. He actually, uh, Armstrong, uh, kind of hinted on that as far as why I did it now. And it makes complete sense because, there are, there are players out there that are desirable that the Rangers will be interested in, um, but they want to take Tarasenko now, do it. He got a good deal for Tarasenko. He got some pieces that he wanted, uh, This, namely that first-round draft pick. I don't think, you know, Blay was That was the key. Yeah, That was the yeah. key, I think, was if I can get a first-round pick, I don't care. This is a very deep draft. I think, I think he literally said when first round pick is on the table with any team, I don't care if it's the Boston Bruins who are going to finish first. If that comes up in any trade talk, I got to make the move. I just got to do it. And that's what came up. And so again, going back to to what I was going to say was my biggest fear was if the blues waited, you just mentioned, you know, maybe the Rangers go out and eventually get Kane or Meyer and they're off the table. And all of a sudden he's got to take a worse deal. Um, and he's shooting himself in the foot by waiting. It's also that my fear, too, is in, let's just say, the Blues come out of break here with Tarasenko and just go on a run, and it's like, well, shit. Now I don't know. Now I don't. Now you've got the question marks of what if this team can go on a run. I think we all know with this defense, it's just not going to happen, but in the moment, if you win, if you go in, in the next three weeks and you go, I don't know, let's just say you play, your winning percentage is 950, you know, like something, some crazy number. Then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, like this team is trying their ass off. I can't, like, 
I need to reward them, not take yeah. away from them. And I, so you yeah, got to make this trade when the, when it's available, when it comes up. I don't think they I I don't think they were going to be playing that way, but I mean I don't I, either. I, if it it is possible, I guess I could have um even if they do play that way, I don't think they get close enough to the playoffs to to by the deadline to, you know, change Armstrong's mind. Uh, that's the speculation. But I do but yes, this is all speculation, but I do feel like that is at least a possibility. I think coming out of All Star, I think, I think this this talk probably started All Star Weekend, and it's just you know he he kind of thought on it a little bit. Probably saw some things about Patrick Kane getting floated around, and he's like, and that's kind of been the rumor right since last summer. Patrick Kane's going to be a New York Ranger by the end of the year, and so not now. Again, like you said, I think with Kane available. That's who the Rangers were probably going to get. Then it's Armstrong swooping in and saying, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to get their first round pick, Chicago Blackhawks. You're not getting them. And I Kane think is, that is a great yeah. move. Because Kane, I don't think Kane is, uh, or uh, 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 Taze have come out and said whether they would want to be traded. They're waiting. Uh, they've kind of danced around yeah. it, but they haven't officially come out and said it. No. Do you know what I, do, I for those listeners who uh, tuned in last night to the show with Bill and I, um, what I said last night, I want to, you know, just kind of revisit that real quickly. Um, I said, Tarasenko to the Rangers question mark. They need a top six, six guys so they can keep their top line together and move uh Goudreau down to the fourth line. And I also said Mikula fourth round pick for Mikula. Um, if the blues looking to change up the defense, uh, Mikula is one of the few pieces they can actually move, and would be a nice depth defensive move for a team as a seventh defenseman. Um, so we move Tarasenko and Mikula, and we Tarasenko goes to the Rangers and a fourth round conditional fourth round. Um, thank God it was worded that way. It makes me look better. Uh, Let's call so, it yeah. conditional third round. Though. <laughs> no, no fourth round. So uh, I was, when I was going through the outline, I checked the notes. I'm like, yeah, I did say that. So, uh, you know, I, I did You're say so a couple of the teams too. I said a couple of teams too, but, Pat yourself uh, on the back, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, no, I don't do that. Um, not on camera, at least. No, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN <laughs> graded this trade, gave the Rangers an A, gave the Blues a C plus. Um, again, he doesn't watch the games though, so no, uh, he's I don't very, give a shit what he has to say. He's very high on Tarasenko. Tarasenko will play with Panarin, their old friends, uh, and he's relying on a change of scenery. Uh, Wyshynski is to uh, boost Tarasenko's play this season since he's having a bit of a down season especially compared to last season. Um, he gave the Blues a C plus. He doesn't like Skinner at all. So he doesn't add anything to the trade. Um, and he wasn't high on play. I and mean, I just said he's listen, hit some people the, and that's about it. When the Blues got <laughs> Brock Bukaboom, one of the greatest names that Bukaboom. never made the NHL, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, you know, obviously Jeff Bukaboom, but Brock Bukaboom, that is a great fucking name. Mm -hmm. um, when he was acquired uh, in the Brewer trade, I remember thinking like, that guy's probably never going to sniff the NHL, but like maybe it's a change of scenery scenario. Maybe, <laughs> you know, you get moved to a different club. You go play in the ECHL or the AHL with a different team. All of a sudden you're in a different structure. I'm not going to say it's going to happen with Hunter Skinner. Um, very possibly this guy never makes it up in the NHL. Maybe the only way he does is, you know, maybe the blues end up uh, uh, being able to move one of these defensive contracts and maybe he sniffs it this year, comes up a little bit. They see where they got in him before, you know, they decide to move on from him. Probably not going to happen, but change of scenery is, 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 and I know it's something that we kind of talk about as like sports people, but it really does help out sometimes. There are times when if you can step into a new place, you can possibly figure it out and be like, oh, I actually fit in here really well. And, and we've talked about with this team, and I think there's a reason it's a defenseman the Blues got back. And again, obviously, filling in for Tyler Tucker for the Thunderbirds. But at the same time, I think it's also, they got to find some cheap defensemen. They're going to come in on entry-level deals or low-level deals that, hey, if this guy can plug in and get us some solid 10, 11 minutes here and there when we need them, that's what this team needs with all these high-priced defensemen not performing the way we thought. So, again, I don't have huge hopes for Hunter Skinner, 
but I don't have any hopes. I, for- <laughs> I, I, but the thing that I like about it is that he's a defenseman. If they would have brought a forward in at his level, I would have been like, okay, that guy's never, ever, ever going to work here. Yeah. But I think with a defenseman, maybe, maybe a change of scenery helps out. And again, maybe it is just an AHL thing and it helps him step in. And if they decide to call up a Samarokov or whoever, bring him up. And and you're not worried about the Thunderbirds. Don't laugh because of his one no, NHL game. <laughs> I, if you can't laugh at that, you can't laugh at anything. Oh, poor uh, kid, man. I feel so bad for him. Yes. Rough well, first yeah. game, man. And, and you know what? We may never have even really known about that had that game not happened against the Blues. Exactly. You know, we it may have just been a game. It was oh yeah, bad numbers in the one game. And from from what I hear, he is having a really good season in Springfield. We'll see. And you, you, I'm mean, happy for him. I hope I hope he turns it around, and I hope he is a fifth, sixth defenseman in the NHL, even if it's not with the Blues, because that's a uh, rough first game. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, as as tribute to uh, Tarasenko, outgoing Tarasenko, um, producer Austin has put together a uh, a little short little tribute video. That uh, we'd like to play here. Oh, my! And he scores with an unbelievable one-handed tuck-in goal. And the Blues have tied the game with a highlight real goal. These hands are sick. We're number 20 as a kid. Here's a great pass. Tarasenko in the clear. Still have some beer? I do. Here's to Vladdy Tarasenko. Vladdy, thanks for the memories, bud. Yep. Um, so uh I'll go first, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and give you time to think about it if you need to. Um favorite Vladimir Tarasenko memory. Um, I mean, clearly I, the, the, the cup, him lifting the cup. Let's just say that's number one for everybody, right? But for me, and I know I've I've said this before, I think on the show. My son, his first game was Tarasenko's first game. First game he ever witnessed because um, he was born in uh, July of 2012. And that year, the following season, was the second or well, I guess technically third lockout season. He So it, it, wasn't, it was that shortened 48-game season that he came in. And that first game was in January uh, and he scored the two goals against the Red Wings. One of them we just saw in the tribute video. Um, that was my son's first ever NHL game he's ever seen. So he was at that point, uh, terrible with math, about six months old. And I had him in his jumper and he literally jumped the <laughs> entire game. He did not let it go. Like to the point good where thing he was when, in a jumper. Yes. Yeah. So literally to the point when the intermission came, he got mad and started crying. So I had to turn on another game and then he was happy again. And then I turned the blues game back on and I just had to keep doing that. And it's just so weird to say this out loud. He's never known a blues team without Vladimir Tarasenko. And, and so tomorrow morning is the first day that Vladimir Tarasenko is not a St. Louis blue in yeah. his lifetime, he has a Tarasenko jersey. Um, you know, I've even taught him. He's he's you know he's special needs. He's pretty much nonverbal, but I've taught him to say Vladdy. So it's just very odd that that this is the first time in his life he's not going to know a team that's the St. Louis Blues 
without a Vladimir Tarasenko. So that's that's my memory okay. of him. And I know you have similar ones that you, with with your kids, but what's your favorite Vladdy well, memory? Well, uh, 2014, it was game two against the Blackhawks, first round, yep. right? Mm-hmm. When he tied the game, I think it was game two. He tied the game with I don't know three or four seconds left um, with a, with that wrist shot from the top of the circle. Um, just grazing off the near post, beating Crawford. Uh, and the Blues won that game in overtime to go up two games to none. And that was the last game the Blues won in that series. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but man, I tell you what, that goal um, sticks with me because I think that was, uh, aside from his, his you know, his uh, entry into the league, is the, the shooting out, uh, getting a shot out of a can against the Red Wings uh, in his two goal performance in uh, the first game ever. Uh, for the Blues, um, that that 2014 game, uh, I I remember the goal and how I felt, and I was just like, I was total elation. I'm like, holy shit, that was amazing! And then to win it in overtime, was that Jackman's goal? The little that squeak through, or was it yeah. the first game? Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. I think it was Jackman. Jackman Jackman had it was either the first game or the second game, right? Where where uh, that shot um, trickled through, just barely got across the line from the from the near boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bacchus was in front screening, and uh, so it was either game one or game two that uh, that won in overtime. But fantastic! Uh, that was that's one of them. Uh, the Red Wings game, his uh, career starter was another one. Um, the Rangers, and, the, and this, it's it's funny, right? That <laughs> against his the, greatest goal ever is against the team he got traded to, right? Uh, and there's Ended also the, Martin Biron's career. <laughs> the uh, the 2019 uh, penalty shot goal against the Sharks in the playoffs. I was going to say that too. Yeah, that was a good that's one. That's another good one. Yep. Um, going bar down, basically. Uh, I mean, what, and you know, another one of my favorite memories isn't even a, a moment of him on the ice. It was uh, the next season after they won the cup, and he was given a he had a, a conference, and they asked him you know, what's your goal this year? Or, you know, what do you want to accomplish now that you already have a cup? And he's like, I want to win another one. Like, I I remember just hearing him say that and just getting goosebumps up and down my body. Like, one one cup is not oh, enough. Yes. Yeah, that's that was what it was. Cup. Yeah, one cup is not enough. Yeah, one cup is not enough. And yep. we, made, we made shirts. We had shirts in the, in the shop uh, mm-hmm. with that on it. Or uh, what's a rub-offs means. What's a rub-offs <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, man. And, and I'll say, and, and again, I, I know we joke all the time about me in the media. He was one of the first guys that I ever interviewed as a media member. And, I mean, it was funny. You know, back in back in those days, 2013, 2014, he, did re- he really didn't know English that well. And so he tried his hardest to give good interviews and speak basically speak to the fans and i i remember at the time like and you know friend of the show jeremy rutherford talking with him before one of the games and i said something like man i love talking to vladdy after last game and he's like that guy just tries so hard to speak to the fans doesn't he (laughs) like yes he does i love that about him and he's like yeah that's what we all love about him like it it just permeates through him that he cares about the fan base and i love that his uh Career numbers for the Blues, 262 goals, 291 assists for 553 points. He's a plus 57, 185 penalty minutes uh, in his career, in his 11 years with the Blues. Um, so, uh, is you, he, real quick, oh, adding well, adding to that, adding to that, uh, goals ranks number five, assists ranks number seven, points number five, even strength goals number four, Plus minus, uh, shit. He doesn't rank. Sorry, <laughs> but still, uh, it, it, uh, re- power play goals number six. So yeah, that's do all you do? As some people are saying, that when his number retired, it's too early. Um, I I don't think it's. I mean, I, I don't know. I I, my, I agree with you. It's too early. Is, but I don't. It, I don't know. It, I don't know if he my gets issue there. is that somebody asked me this on Twitter and they said, "Well, you got to retire somebody from the Cup team, right?" And really, the only one that makes sense that's still with the club is Biddington. So yeah. it really depends kind of what happens there. And well, I guess O'Reilly, but chances are he's probably gone, right? And O'Reilly I wasn't mean, here that long to retire his number either. And that's what I'm thinking too. Like I think he needs to finish his career here. I do too. If it's going to be O'Reilly, I do too. Um, Hall of so, Fame entry, absolutely. Yes, both of them. Both of them. Yep. 
um, uh, for for the for the Blues Hall of Blues Fame. Blues right. Hall of Fame. Yes. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Good good thing to clarify that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know, man. I right now I say no, but I I, I and I hate to put this possibly <laughs> false hope in Blues fans. Who's to say he doesn't resign here? Maybe not Ooh. this summer, but maybe in the future. Maybe he comes, he retires as a blue. Like, never say I think never, that does but... change it. With with David Backus, I was like, it's awesome he's retiring as a blue, but this is very ceremonial. For Vladimir Tarasenko, when he retires, if he retires as a blue like Backus did, that does change it a little bit for me. I'm like, ooh. Maybe you retire his number now. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to me, the retired number is extra special, and I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna. I would say no. No. I mean, right now, if you had to say yes or no for me personally, I'd say no. I think he's on the outside looking in for a number retired. I think he'd have to. He'd have to finish his career here. I. I. I don't know. I. The way he. The way he left, wanted out, pissed off at the organization. Um, that all plays for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, but I mean, and, and resigning here, I think a lot would have to change. I'm not, because he was not happy. He didn't want to be here. He wanted out. Uh, how many players request trades from teams and then go sign back with them, you know, a few years later, probably uh, not going to happen, uh, but I'm saying know. if it is a possibility, that's the only thing that would definitely change my mind Yeah. right I, now I, for me, the answer is no. Yeah, I or a trade deadline acquisition, uh, uh, for cheap, the whoever has him retains half his salary, and we get him back, and uh, he's he he's a, a role player, a uh, third line guy on a cup team, for yeah, yeah, in about four years, five years, yeah. So yeah, Maybe. that that would and that would that would change. I mean, but as of right now, I'm thinking he's on the outside for me for a retired number. It's just too special of a thing. To go giving it to a guy, you know, like Tarasenko, who was fantastic for the organization, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't think he makes it. I'm with you. I think so too. I, great career. Um, always going to have a special spot in my heart and all of Blues Nation's hearts. Uh, but I just don't think it's in the cards, at least right now. Like I said, unless things change. Doug uh, Gibson agrees with you in the YouTube chat. Says uh, he thinks the. Only number left from that cup team that gets retired to be fifty. So and that and that makes sense. I mean, you, you a Petrangelo comes back and retires as a blue, that changes things. Maybe you know, as far as retiring the number or you know, getting a statue built out front, holding. The, man, I know we were all on the same page with Petrangelo leaving, more or less. You know, as far as like we understood why, but uh, man, it would have been just just for the statue with him holding the cup up outside oh, yeah. Enterprise. Uh, to retire, to to resign here and retire here, you know, play 16, 18 years here, whatever it is, um, 20 years here. Um, and but and he gets a statue built with a cup over his head, maybe with you know maybe two cups under his belt with the Blues or something. That would have been, that would have been awesome. But I I loved I, I loved have a player by. out front of the Enterprise with a holding the cup up, and I don't know what's going to be. I stand by that, and and people again, we've talked about this before that. Uh, people seem to forget Petrangelo was here for another year after the cup win. Right. If COVID doesn't happen, I think the Blues win another cup. I, you know, that I, year, I, they, they were, were one of the best teams in hockey. They were. I mean, uh, <coughs> from the goal line out. Like, No, I agree. I know people back then were saying, oh, Bennington's giving up weak goals. Well, guess what? He, I think he was second in wins that season. You know why they said that? Because he was coming off an amazing run like, in nineteen a, that no one a could run reproduce. that no goalie will ever be able to reproduce. And he was and he was, was ridiculous. He was he slid a, he slid off that a little bit, which was expected. You yeah, know, he wasn't having Let's as good say, a year as every person who talks or writes about hockey was like, expect Bennington to come down a little bit because it was impossible. It's ten PM. Do you know where your children are? If you, he were, comes you were talking, off, so I had to. That's <laughs> no, okay. Uh, if he comes off that uh, and and plays the same way the rest of his career, he's the best goalie to ever play in the NHL, ever. He beats Wah, sure. he beats Brodeur. Sure. There's no way he could have continued that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, last year, 
there are a lot more people coming out of the woodwork now about last year and kind of stating that if Bennington hadn't gotten run by Kadri, that the Blues had a decent chance to beat Colorado. And if they had knocked off Colorado, they beat Edmonton and they go to the final and and they, they got beat, a chance uh, and they beat the lightning. So I don't I'll admit I don't know if they beat the lightning, but I think they have a very I mean clearly they're in the Stanley Cup final. Right. But they got a chance. They got a very good chance. I I, I think I think since you know I think after I think they beat Edmonton that year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I, dude we well I messaged you guys how funny it is that they have four guys four forwards that are on pace for a hundred points this year. Well, Nugent Hopkins is one point off. He's on pace for 99, <laughs> but still four guys that could potentially get a hundred points as forwards yet. No other forward on their team even has 20 points this season. <laughs> They're so so you basically heavy. shut down one line. Boom. There's nothing left. It's crazy how top heavy they are. Um, but I mean, you're going to have that when you've, when you got so much money sunk into a, a, a few players. Yep. So yeah, McDavid's getting there. Dry saddles getting there. And, uh, was it Nugent Hopkins and, and, uh, Hyman? Zach Hyman. Yeah. Yeah. Zach yeah, Hyman. yeah. Yeah. Oof. And then, yeah. Wow. And then Tyson Barry has 35 points after that. Yeah. And, and the other two, it's, it's Barry and another defenseman that are the next guys up there. And yeah. then after that, yeah. it's three. forwards that have hit 20. There's, three. there's yeah. four forwards and three defensemen. Yeah. Yeah. The ne- oh my gosh. The, so after the top four forwards, the next most points for a forward is 16 points. Yep. Wow. Isn't that hilarious? It's so weird. Like like I said to you guys, how do you not even accidentally get 20 points playing with some of those guys? There's a little asterisk here. Well, uh, Vander Kane, Kane has played 19 games. He has 16 yeah. points. So that's He'll, he would he'd be up there if he'd, he'd be up there, yeah. Playing all year. Yeah. He'd be up around 50 or so. Oh, easily, for sure. Yeah. Um Either way, uh, getting back to Tarasenko, um, it's weird. Like, it's weird for me because I just feel like I'm, I was ready for it. I was preparing myself for it. I'm like, he's gone. You know, I've been actually preparing myself since he requested a trade, but even, even like more recently, and it's, and I hate patting you on the back, Kurt, but you said something a couple weeks ago that made me like, really realize it when you said, oh, yeah, do you think Tarasenko getting picked for the All-Star game is like his last hurrah as a St. Louis Blue? Like, the NHL purposely did this knowing the Blues are probably going to trade him. And maybe the Blues even requested, hey, can our All-Star be Tarasenko? So, you were right. I think you're 100% right. Um, And, you know, and I'm glad he went out with four points in that one game, even though the All-Star game is a fucking atrocity. (laughs) But... I was happy to see him perform well, be a part of that team that went to the the final game and kind of have a last like, hey, St. Louis, I'm representing you and I'm happy to. Um, always going to love Vladdy, always going to root him on. I, although it is funny because now I'm like rooting for them to not make the playoffs. The Blues get a better pick. Oh, yeah. Them in Dallas. Well, but, it's going to be, I mean, you got to root for both Dallas and the Rangers because. Yeah, right. We get the, we get the, whoever finishes uh, the highest Maybe, in the so, standings. So the Blues play both these teams still. Maybe the Blues just go out and just pull a slap shot and just start beating the shit out of everyone. Like, they, let's knock out all their players. The, the Blues play the Rangers coming up? Yeah, they got one game. I think it's Is it in St. Louis? Yeah, it's here in St. Louis. Oh. Yeah, Tarasenko and Mikola are obviously. Excuse me. Obviously expected to play. Uh, Div by Zero says in YouTube chat, "Hey guys, do the Blues have the scouting department to make the most of the picks we're getting? Worried without Larry Plo, Bill Armstrong, we don't have the people in place." Um, you, Jeff, tweeted out um, that the Blues have done a good job. Uh, yeah, recently later in the first with round. yeah with low with low first round picks. Recently, uh, some of the names that come to mind: Tage Thompson, Robert Thomas. And uh, uh, Jimmy Snuggerud and Clem Count Jimmy, Jim, Clem, well, okay, no, I no, uh, those three Jimmy Snuggerud is still to be determined, but from all I accounts, think he's a nice like, prospect, he's a sounds nice prospect. like he is a very good prospect, and yeah. clearly, Tage Thompson and Robert Thomas have turned out to be pretty damn good NHL players, so they have hit on 
some recent late round picks and and this is a deep draft i'm yeah very deep draft so we'll see but i i love it i again for me just to get a first round pick um i'm happy you know i i think if it was tarasenko for a first round pick and a mid-level prospect like hunter skinner if that would have been the trade i would have been happy with that what what did i say i don't know i I, I, you're gonna i thought you were gonna go hunter sniggerud Hunter Snigger, <laughs> Snigger. Snigger. I, like I, I, I thought you started to say that, and I was just like, oh, "That's funny." No, that's I, I wish, I wish I would have said that. Uh, uh, let me, let name? me give you the exact got... date on. So the Rangers do come April sixth. So yeah, uh, mark that on your calendars, folks. Yeah. Uh, my brother has season tickets. I might hit him up and say, "Hey, take me to this game." Do you it think be we sh- a lot of fun? Do you think we should uh, give Hunter Skinner a nickname already? Climb Hunter Gather. I mean Skinner, someone, right? Someone like, made the someone made the joke that Hunter Skinner is not a name. It's two occupations or two, you know, adjectives. <laughs> a well, hunter I mean, and a skinner. About it, you know, you hunt, hunt and then you have to skin the animal that he's a yeah, hunter gatherer. A hunter gatherer. Like <laughs> and divide by zero wasn't Tage a Bill Armstrong pick. Yes, but Bill Armstrong's not the only person that was scouting these players. Like they have a scout team. And yes, Bill Armstrong ultimately is the one telling Doug, hey, make this pick. But it's because of the work done by the scout team. So I, I, I yeah. yes, and Bill Armstrong was, was great as the draft guy, but I think there's more to it than that. And it was a uh, Kikalainen before Armstrong. Yeah. So I he mean, was the one that picked Tarasenko. Yeah. That so was we, his we... last draft with the Blues. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've, done a good job uh, bridging across a number of uh, a number of guys so uh, i'm not overly concerned i think that that knowledge gets passed on from team to team uh you are welcome sir he goes thank you jeff and kurt you're welcome yeah th- well thank you for joining in uh i bill or uh, i almost called you bill uh <laughs> uh kurt this i believe is our first back-to-back night show right like we've never done this before I don't think so. Not even in the playoffs. I don't believe. Mm-mm. No, because they don't. Have, they don't do back-to-back games. Last year we did right. two shows well, a week. I know, I know, but, but we could have done like on an off day and then like a post game or something. But we maybe didn't do that. No, I don't think I don't we did. Th- I don't think we did. But yeah. The, uh, so yeah, this is um... after eleven years. We still have first. How about that? <laughs> right. uh, Doug Gibson does say ninety-one ends up uh, uh, at the Unger Berenson level. Hardcore fans love what he did, but he ain't on the Mount Rushmore. That's still Hall, Federico, McInnes, Pronger. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, the Mount Rushmore thing is always it's like it might, hurts my heart because there's always like a couple of guys that I want to put on there that I, just, I can't fit four, six guys. Yeah, and Rushmore. that's and that's what I'm looking at is I'm like, how do I replace any of those guys? Yeah, you just can't. I mean, I want to put I don't know Liud on there, um, all-time wins leader in goal. Um, Make it three tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, Austin's telling us to make it three tomorrow night. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. And let well, I will say maybe if one of the other UFAs gets traded, maybe yeah, we do. Hey, if if O'Reilly gets traded tomorrow, we're doing a show tomorrow night from yeah, half right. an hour show, whatever. But <laughs> we'll we'll we're gonna do a show when O'Reilly gets traded, right? I mean, if oh, it's on a yeah. Monday or something. Let's um, just hope it's like a Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, when we do shows on Wednesday, something big is when something big happens, it tends to be on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens so often. The odds oh, man, I was I was half expecting a trade yesterday morning. Like I was I was like Kurt and Bill <laughs> are doing the show tonight because I was like, I can't do the show tonight. There is going to be a fucking massive trade and I won't be able to do the show. And I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> so I'm glad I was still able to get this in this week. Austin asks, uh, producer Austin asks, what number does Sammy Blay wear with Pitlick being uh, number nine? A number, number open parentheses? What'd you try to do there? <laughs> he <means> nine. <laughs> um, he should just wear his Rangers number. 91. Nin- 91. Yes. I said the same thing. Yeah. Do you imagine how many people would be so pissed off that he took Tarasenko's people number? Were, people were pissed I when would, uh, Steen's number was taken. I would love it. I'll tell you this right now. It's 
and I'm saying this because I know it's not going to happen. If Sammy Blay plays Saturday night wearing number 91, <laughs> I will buy his jersey that night. He should warm up in 91. <laughs> That'd be funny. I uh, would love people it. People were pissed when Saad took 20 because I know. of Steen. I was like, come on, guys. You know, Saad even asked Alexander Steen. Yeah. Which was a great he asked gesture. Him if it was okay. It, Which it's was a, a great really gesture. awesome gesture. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. But like the fact, and, and I, I hope Alexander Steen was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, why yeah, not? Right. Why wouldn't you wear it? You know. But it is a nice gesture to do that. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate when players do that. Ooh, speaking of which, um, Blues Hall of Fame Steen needs to get in uh, soon. I agree. So I think he's not. He, he makes he, it second he's not or a, third year. He's there. He, yeah, he's not a retired number guy at all, but uh, no, he's he's Blues Hall of Fame worthy. Yep. So, well, either way, again, yep. let's do it again. Hey. Cheers, cheers to Mr. Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. He yes, gave some, he gave some like, good stuff too. I have always said I liked Mikola. He, yeah, I do too. I I did. I mean, he was a. I I would have liked to see him play more. I know he had some struggles at times, but uh, I, I like the guy. He was big. He was physical. Um, which is something the team lacked, and I like to see more of that out there. He took chances in the offensive zone. So, ah, oh, um, did by zero. Does Sod make it through the deadline? Yes. I don't I think, think, so. I don't think Sod's going anywhere. I think if if we see any of those guys moved, <coughs> I could see it more at a deadline or over the summer. I don't think any of the guys under contract are getting moved this year, and I don't. I don't know if you move them at all unless it's a, one of the defensemen. But I don't know if you move any of those forwards because they play pretty well together. So I, I don't know if I break that up. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the uh, – there it is. Saad, uh, he has no trade clause anyway. So God, who doesn't on this team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's – I mean, anybody who has a no trade clause and somebody asks me, uh, is so-and-so getting traded? I'm like, no. I, I don't even think about it because I'm like, there's so many hoops you gotta jump through. They gotta approve a trade. Uh, they gotta you gotta ask no waive the no trade clause. I'm like, hey, come on. There, I I don't uh, I don't entertain, uh, you know, in depth discussion about trading a guy who has a no trade clause. It's just I will say I um I, I, I we need to wrap up here. Yes. But all that I want to say is I saw a couple comments mostly on the Facebook post. Of people just saying uh, the Tarasenko with the, the Tarasenko trade announcement should have been Krug. That's not how it fucking works. <laughs> you can't. You can't just be like, "Hey, so we know we just uh, worked out this whole trade with uh, uh, Tarasenko and Mikla going your way. Can we uh, take out Tarasenko and put in Krug? Like, <laughs> that's not how it works. Like." That's not how it works. That's all I got to say. That's all first I have. Off, that's, that's it. First off, that'd be kind of stupid because you have Krug. You can trade him if he wants to go somewhere, if he wants to waive his NTC. You can he can you can you trade him later. You have to trade Tarasenko now. You can't hold on to him. He's leaving yep. in yep. the season. So you got to move him. Should have been yep. Pareko. Shut up, Austin. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Austin. But yes, that is not how it works. <laughs> There's so many stupid comments. Social media was just off the chain today off the reservation off the reservation oh my god i just i don't i mean i had to i had to actually stop uh reading because people i just, did too i yeah i i was i was saying like how excited i was that they unloaded their ufa and got value for them. again a first round pick yeah in this draft which is great um and 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 somebody else brought up a good point too that the blues have used first round picks too to get rid of bad contracts. Mm -hmm. Not saying I think that's going to happen, but if you're worried about this defense and if one of those defensemen want to waive their no-trade clause and you're worried they're not going anywhere, well, guess what? You got a couple first-round picks now to where maybe you can move one of them and get one of these bad contracts off the books. Yeah, so, that's a that's a lot of salary to someone be taking on. I agree. And, and with, the, with the cap only going up a little bit, I don't think that's going to happen. And but, the team's up against the cap already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to have salary coming back the other way. So yep. I, I'm Fair wondering, I, I'm waiting for the next contract for Armstrong to sign somebody to waiting to see if it has a no trade clause on it <laughs> because of all the trouble he's had with NTCs uh, this season and looking to trade people. I, you well, you got to, he's going to be gun shy, right? 
Well, now I think it's expected by players. Like, you gave half your roster a no-trade clause. I, I expect know. one, too. And they are common nowadays, so, but uh, maybe not, I don't know. You got to do what you got to do to get a player here, right? I mean, if 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 the difference of a deal breaker between a player going here or Nashville is a no-trade clause and you really want him, you give him the no-trade clause and you worry about the fallout later. I, I get it, but man, when the fallout comes, it sucks. Yep. It's just a shame that the defense didn't work out uh, yet. Hopefully it does, right? But it's a shame that the the I mean, because we're still early into this into these the four NTCs. I mean, we got oh, four know. years and four, five, and six years left on on these deals. <sighs> They're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're stuck with these guys for a while. We have beaten this dead horse. I know, but people <laughs> want to move. Times. People want you know Letty moved, Krug moved, Preko moved. They're here. Unless they want to be moved, they're going to be here for like four years, guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yep. All right. Uh, ready to shut her down? A short show? I am. I think so. Yep. <coughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow night after the O'Reilly trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up for the Blues on Saturday, February 11th, 7 p.m. in St. Louis against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of DNA. Visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information. That's rockin'thatidlife.com. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. I'm trying to talk too fast. Rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com and by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis t- Tasty Hockey Theme Beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Centerized Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That will wrap up episode 21 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For uh, Jeff Ponder and the MIA. Bill Day. I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. We love you, Vladdy. Let's go Blues. Vladimir Tarasenko was so fetch. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends